0: and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now wherever you get your podcasts. Ready to talk about some sex?
3: Well, I guess it's that time of the week. Well, um, speaking of sex, I guess, I just clicked on this clickbait that says, nine things you should not do to your body if you're getting intimate tonight. And number one, um, well, it says, number one is eat certain foods And then in the paragraph, you know how they have, like, highlighted phrases that you can click and go on to the next page or wherever it takes you? Um, It says, did you know that, highlight, hot dogs are a terrible food you should avoid before sex? (laughs) According okay, why? <laughs> according to Jacqueline Richard, doctor of psychology and sex therapist, <clears throat> hot dogs are so high in saturated fat that it clogs the penile and vaginal arteries.
0: What <laughs> the fuck does that even mean? Does that mean like you... Like the penile arteries? What the fuck is that?
3: I don't know, but I mean, the just...
0: Does it mean it'll make you ten, not be able to come? I
3: mean, 10 of the most surprising foods to avoid before having sex, and number one is hot dogs. I the number think, one
0: is hot dogs? I don't
3: think that's that surprising. Like, did hot dogs make people feel sexy?
0: Uh, well, I'm sure it makes some people feel sexy.
3: Uh, a the penile artery. Treat.
0: The penile artery is the artery that serves blood to the penis. Ooh, you don't want to fuck with that. No. It peppermint. is a terminal branch of the internal pedendal artery, along with the scrotal artery. So I guess if you eat too many hot dogs, you're, uh, <clears throat> you're no longer going to get a boner.
3: The menthol in peppermint has been shown to reduce testosterone levels, sending sex drive plummeting.
0: Holy shit, really? Peppermint,
3: yeah. Uh, also, wait, it makes you burp.
0: isn't my snuff menthol?
3: Oh, I don't know. It might be. That sounds about right. Interesting. Uh, Interesting, cuz
0: I cuz on nights where I go out and I haul back on a shitload of snuff. Yeah. Um I don't notice any effect of my uh, on or my your libido? No. Actually, whoa, hold on. I can't just be talking about snuff without explaining. I yes, feel like there's a little explain. bit of explanation needed there. Um Snuff. So I can't smoke cigarettes, <clears throat> and actually, I've never smoked a single cigarette in my life. Mm-hmm. Kind of proud about that. Um, but so because I I, I can't smoke cigarettes, and uh, I like to party and drink and hang out uh, at bars, and there's a lot of people that like to smoke cigarettes, and I feel like I'm kind of missing out. Um, and so some just by chance one day in university i had a professor who was a teaching
3: us about acting Mm -hmm.
0: and he there was was a
3: straight out of like a century ago
0: oh yeah straight he was eons he was the oldest man i think i've ever met in my life Mm -hmm. but also one of the most curious characters and um, we were doing this period show and it was a show where it was taking place in the 18th century, I think. Mm-hmm. 18th century or 19th century? Is the 1800s?
3: Yeah, I feel like it's early 1800s, 19th so, century. So 19th
0: century theater. And everybody in this play is doing what's called snuff. And it was the sort of aristocratic thing to do at the time in the 19th century. Uh, and it's basically snorting tobacco. So it's, it's like dip. It's like chew, but um, instead of... Some, like this garbage that you just shove into your gums and, right. and let sit it's this powder that you sniff that
3: makes my mouth water
0: and it's <laughs> and it gives you a gives you a sort of um, a, a tobacco high but you just put it up your nose huh. so he pulls out some snuff our professor and he's like if you're going to be talking about it yeah. you should know what it is so here have some
3: hands it around
0: and I was like holy shit so I It was the first time I ever had tobacco,
3: like Mm. a tobacco high. That's right.
0: And I was immediately hooked.
3: It's quite a bit nicer than smoking a cigarette as well. Oh,
0: it's quite nice. Yes. And I do. And I love, I don't want this to come off as the wrong way. I love (laughs)
3: putting things in your nose.
0: I love snorting stuff. I love putting things in my nose. I love sinus rinses. I love like nasal sprays. I just love, I love things going up my nose. I'm not a big fan of cocaine. Never really dug it. No. Um, so I try this snuff and I'm like, in love. Anyway, that was like ten years ago. This past summer, I was at a music festival and a friend of mine, a good pal, uh, she had some snuff on her. She likes to call it snoof. So she's like, You wanna go for a snoof break? And I'm like, What's a snoof break? I thought she was referring to Coke. I was like, No, no, d no, I'm not really big on not really big on Coke. Just never like it just never it never pans out. I'm always like disappointed when I do cocaine. And she goes, no, 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 snoof, like uh, snorting tobacco. And my eyes turned into saucers. They blew up. I was so excited.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Come back home to Halifax after a weekend of snuff, snoofing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And turns out a friend of, uh, another friend of mine who is, is good friends with this this gal pal who gave me the sno- snoof. Yeah. He has a, a tin of it. And he's like, I don't use it. And there so he you know. gave it to me, but it's menthol. Uh-huh. And I've been snorting the shit out of that stuff. might snob. be
3: fucking with your testosterone.
0: Might be. I don't know. But I feel pretty like, I don't know.
3: I've never, My libido has I mean, been. I wouldn't say that this is a very scientific article by any means. I mean, it's, it started with hot dogs. So, and that's assuming the that people still eat hot has dogs. Has it got
0: anything else there? What else does it say? Uh,
3: I don't know. I'm not on that page anymore. It was uh, wasn't that wasn't that all that exciting. But then it did, then I followed it to another link as you do. Nine surprising things you can do right before intimacy to make it way better for women. Number What's... one is meditate.
2: Okay. Number two
3: is cuddle. Uh, number three is sext. Number four is play with nipples. Is number, this is number this... five is stare at each other, and it's got this. Awesome uh,
0: Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart
3: blinking at you. Um,
0: Stare at each other.
3: Use lube. Use lube during foreplay. Uh, introduce aromatherapy. Uh, watch monkeys.
0: What? Yeah, it says apparently... Whoa, 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 whoa. It says what?
3: apparently watching Planet of the Apes could also get your lady in the mood. According to psychologist Meredith Chivers... Watching bonobo monkeys have sex can stimulate arousal in women.
0: No. No, 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 no.
3: Yeah, I'm going to click on that one.
0: Apps of fucking Number nine no. is wink. Wait, whoa, whoa. You can't just go, hold on. You can't just <laughs> move forward. One. We're talking about that woman, that scientist lady said if you watch bonobos bang,
3: you it's going to uh,
0: make you, it's going to get you. Hot and heavy.
3: Apparently, yeah.
0: Come I, on. I
3: don't know. I my computer died before I could follow the
2: clues. This Should no no no. no. This
0: is not where this dies. This does not die with your okay, computer. Go this is fucking insane. I'm gonna leave it for that email. Watching bonobos. You go get that charger, and I'm gonna look this up. Watching bonobos. I'm gonna Google watching bonobos makes you horny. I feel like I've got uh, this skill for searching things on Google. Okay, here we go. Um, weirdest things that turn women on. Cosmopolitan. Should I? It's a Cosmopolitan article. Should I follow it? Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Do you have to
3: follow Cosmo
0: to get the article? No, no. I mean, like, should I? Should I? Is this legit enough for our uh, very Perel? science-heavy podcast?
2: Esther, Esther Perel writes for
3: Cosmopolitan.
0: I think that she does. Okay all right stop talking not into a mic for sure uh okay so this is a our article that says 16 things that make women irrationally horny <laughs> irrationally horny uh number one oh this is interesting when a guy has really nice forearms i've heard that don't you can't talk unless you're talking into a mic you got to talk into the mic so people can hear it. When, when a <laughs> guy has really nice forearms. So we just recently recorded with a friend of ours, Maria, on Prince Edward Island. And she was talking about that to us. That's she right. Li- she,
3: I knew. I was trying to figure out who said that to she us. She
0: the forums Ryan Gosling's fake Brooklyn accent. Oh, fuck off. This is a silly article. Come on now. I want real things. Does that make... <laughs> does that irrationally get you horned up?
1: Uh,
3: I don't know. Maybe you should play it for me.
0: I could do it. I'm the ma- I've got like Please accents do down. Please do it. <clears throat> All okay. right. One second. <clears throat> What's my line?
3: Um, sorry, what? What's what language or what language accent is it?
0: It's a Brooklyn accent. It's Ryan Gosling's Brooklyn accent.
3: How about come on over here? I want to talk to you.
0: Come on over here. I want to talk to you. Uh-huh. <clears throat> come on over here. I want to talk to you. Okay, <clears throat> Ryan Gosling. <clears throat> come on over here. I want to talk to you. All right. Hey, come on over here. I want to talk to you.
3: <laughs> Whoa. Hey, how's your
0: how's your you know the JJ feel? I,
3: I, I usually feel uh, it in my armpits first, so definitely feeling it there.
0: Okay, uh, number three, guys tailored guys in tailored suits that don't look like they previously belonged to their dads. <sighs> Dude, this is dumb. Come on, I want some real stuff here. I was looking for bonobos.
3: Well, where did the bonobos go?
0: When guys look really, when guys have really good dads.
3: Good dads? Wait,
0: sorry, when guys, <laughs> yeah, sorry, when guys have really good, when guys seem like really good dads. I will
3: say, when I first met Cobb, I was like, oh yeah, Jeremy has a really good example of a, of a man uh, to, to live up to. So I think that I probably was more attracted to you then.
0: Guys cooking while wearing aprons and when they take it off. Hot guys reading. Um, okay, this was dumb, because I'm looking for monkeys. Uh, should we cut psycholo- that whole thing out, or what? I'm
3: on psychology Jesus today. Christ. Um.
0: This is making me
3: But un-hory. I can't, I can't, it's way too long.
0: All right, well, anyway, we, so it's Boxing Day. Do you know Day. anything about this. It's fucking Boxing Day. We, uh, we were gonna take a break. We were gonna not do an episode, but then a whole bunch of people messaged us, and they got sad, so... Uh we decided we're gonna do just like a quick little a quick little thing. We're not gonna do we're not gonna throw it to a full conversation with it, a recording that we had already. It's just gonna be a little like uh, BJ. A quick BJ for you. A quick Bridey and Jeremy sit down. Um but I do wanna say that since we've added the uh Schmangit playlist to iTunes but and if, if anyone's looking to follow it, you can follow Jeremy Saunders on uh, Apple Music. I haven't done it for Spotify yet, but we've had a bunch of people following following that playlist.
3: Yeah, you need to get it on Spotify. That Actually, that this listener asked for it as well.
0: Oh, someone asked for it specifically to the be on one, Spotify? Yeah,
3: the one we're going we're right, do do to read today. Maybe I'll do it today. Okay. Um,
0: but I feel like I gotta now I've got to update it.
3: Keep this it, manga Playlist? Yeah,
0: keep it updated.
3: Well, definitely.
0: Yeah. Oh, I made my toe sex video.
3: Oh, yes. Uh-huh. How did that make you feel?
0: It made me feel really weird. Really? Yeah. Because I was like, okay, so this, this is why. I went over to Becca's to exchange Christmas gifts with her. And we were killing some time because we were, I don't know what was, it? we were like getting ready. Before, you were getting ready over here. we were going to go to my parents for like Christmas yeah. Eve dinner or something. So I was over there. I gave her a Christmas gift and we were sitting around waiting for you to message us to let us know that you were ready to go. And I was like, man, I got three minutes here. I could make a quick little like foot video. So I, oh, this is why, because I almost snapped my goddamn toenail in half. Right. It was so fucking long. I hadn't cut my toenail for so long. And I was putting this video off because I didn't really want to do it. But I also wasn't cutting my nails because I maybe was going to do it. And I stepped on something and it literally almost took my toenail and snapped it in half. I've had that. I almost puked. So immediately I was like, let's get this video over with. So I started shooting it and Becca was there and like watching and she was putting music on in the background and like, I'm not into my own feet, but the video calls for me to be into my own feet by like caressing and rubbing my feet. And it felt really weird to like, to like fake, put on this fake, I don't know. Um, to put on this fake thing like the, and make it seem like I'm into it. You know what it reminded me of? It made me think of a time, maybe this was with you or maybe it was with, with somebody else, but a long time ago, I was like, man, I just want, I really wanted a girl to strip for me. Right. And in my head, I was like, I don't get why you can't just do it. Like, why can't you just like get into that? Isn't that like sexy? It'd be just like good. It'd be good. And they they were really like not, they couldn't get into it. Yeah, and then when I was doing this foot thing, I was like, "Oh yeah, like if you're not into it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's fucking real weird. Yeah, like, it's super awkward.
3: Yeah, but it's so boring too. Apparently, for Bigby.
0: super. Yeah, listen to him. Down, you, they snoring people can't away. hear that. People can't hear him snoring. Oh no, no, it's it's, it's rocking
3: not, the whole couch. Yeah,
0: it's not gonna pick up on the mics.
3: Well, I uh, I kind of hear what you're saying, and I kind of don't like this. I've been on that side of the striptease where I want to do it, but I don't really feel that into it. But then your hands and your feet, I would figure, you know, your face isn't in it. You're just kind of dancing your toes to the music.
0: Yeah. But I was also using my hands and like rubbing them and like, uh, maybe I was trying too hard. Maybe it was really bad. Yeah. (laughs) It was really bad. And he's
3: like, he's, he's trying way too hard with those toes.
0: But what was funny was right in the middle of it. Yeah. Of like doing the thing. I was I was kind of really into my shot. I was you know I was trying to be like a really good, dop. Yeah. And, and I'm like framing it up real good, like making sure it's a good POV shot. And I'm not rec- I'm not seeing what's going on in my peripheral. Becca comes out of nowhere with this like bottle of um, of
3: moisturizer. moisturizer
0: with like the little squirt yeah. top, and she just squirts this huge wad of white just splatters all over my one foot yeah and i start breaking down laughing <laughs> but i held the camera really solid and i it was a silent laugh and i was like i was gonna stop and i was gonna watch that he's gonna, gonna, go, gonna, that and he's
3: gonna be like and now he's laughing
0: no this you man, can't tell this
3: man can no no, read no toes. you can't tell he you, can read toes
0: i honestly if, i went he, through it really if you yeah. can
3: read faking it he's probably gonna read laughing <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: What's funny is I told him I've been doing this for a while, okay, so he's yeah. gonna see this like amateur shit video with like a big old fucking slob of lube slapped on the foot. And yeah, me. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, he's he's gonna read right through it.
3: Your toes look great in it, actually. Though I have seen it, and uh, that's right. I showed when you, you showed me the the quick cuts through the end. Uh, those were really impressive. I really got. I felt something. Did you? Not like in a tingly way. But yep. I, I it was it it did It was the big toes me. from every angle. Yeah. That's what that's he requested. Right. That's right. He that's
0: said right. he said 3 minutes of playing with your feet and 1 minute of shots of just your big toe from every single angle. So I did what I did was 10 seconds each shot, 6 shots. That's great. Yeah.
3: Yeah, cuz you don't want them to be too quick.
0: No, you don't want them to be too quick. It's jarring. You know? And they were all like they're all glossed up and luby.
3: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You should have shaved them while you were down there with all that. I don't have any hair on my feet. Not even on the toes?
0: Nope. Not noticeable, no. No? No, you can't even tell.
3: Huh.
0: Although, why don't you tell everybody about what you fucking did yesterday?
3: What did I do? Oh, I ripped tufts of hair out of your ears.
0: Cutting tufts of hair out of my ear holes.
3: Yeah. I think that yanking them out is a better solution, personally, but uh, if you want them just trimmed... This trimmed and orderly.
0: This is the most boring episode I think we've ever fucking made.
3: Yeah, I feel happy.
0: Like happy holidays, everybody! Glad you wanted
3: one of these. I hope
0: you had a great Boxing Day.
3: Um, but I do feel like our letter is interesting.
0: I do too. Before okay, before we get into that, then why don't why don't we? So, um, I wasn't sure if we were going to talk about this because I feel a little weird about it. But maybe we can do like a little couple therapy sesh. Okay, can you like help help me? So I'm feeling like a bit of a, um, I'm feeling a bit shitty about, so Beck and I were like, we're, we were like, okay, yeah, we're going to open things up in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's been a year where like things have been kind of closed off since we've been together. Um, and And I think most of the reasons why things were closed off is because like, it wasn't something that Becca was ready to dive into when we, when things got serious between the two of us. And then it came up in conversation where we were like, okay, let's try this now. And I still feel very strongly that I'm like, monogamy isn't really my thing. Clearly, you know, like look at our situation. Um, And I don't think it ever will be my thing. I, I find it hard now, especially now, like, where we've, where you and I have built this thing and we've gotten to this point where we're seeing other people and yet we're still in love with each other. And, and I, I feel like I'm, I just, I can't, the idea of just like settling down and not, not sharing myself with other people is, like really hard to comprehend right and so Beck and I, you know we we're we we're like opening things up but she's really struggling with it and I think for her you know she, she's basically like I'm I'm this isn't me like I'm not polyamorous and my response is like well I am mm-hmm and so it's it's causing a bit of um I don't know it's causing a bit of It's stressful. It's like it's it's a lot of stress.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Well, um I guess like, you know, it's all about communication. So Yeah. yeah. Neither one of you expecting each other to change. You're, but you know but trying to find some sort of
0: common ground
3: common ground and and maybe there's something there that is is just not obvious yet but uh but it will be and
0: but it see the thing that the thing that is so stressful for me that I'm having a hard time with is that it's make it it makes me feel it almost makes me feel like I'm an asshole you know because like here's the thing is I you and I've been together for fucking whatever eight years or whatever it's been a long time um beck and i have been together for a year and to to like juggle a relationship is one thing to juggle two like relationships is a lot it's a lot and i'm i'm like i have no interest in adding a third third fucking like relationship yeah you know what i mean like i i I w- I want to just be a slut, yeah. That's it, right? It's as like it's as simple as I just want to. I just want to. I just want to sleep around. Yeah, I just want to experience s- sexual encounters with
3: lots of other people. All
0: of the all of the encounters that are out there in the world, you know, it's like, and and when I say that, there is a part of me that goes, yeah, of course you do, of course you do. There is so many experiences out there. Why wouldn't you want to like? have all of them, as many as you can while you're still alive. But then there's this other side of me that's that's that sort of says, and I'm sure there's fucking people listening right now that think this too, that basically says like, that's selfish as hell. Like, what the fuck are you...
3: Well, that's, that's not a the way pretty common works. misconception. And something that you hear a lot of people talk about is like having any sort of shame around their sexual urges is like, yeah. well... Pleasure. I mean, you're not talking about going out and breaking a bunch of hearts or going out and breaking up a bunch of marriages or going no. out there and, and, you know, like spreading an STI rampantly or anything mm-hmm. like that. You're talking about ethical non monogamy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that. You know that's a really important thing to. It's necessary and important to understand your urges and your desires, and yet you don't always have to act on them. And sometimes it's not appropriate to. And in some relationships, that you don't you don't act on those urges, and I think,
0: uh, and maybe it feels and you're you know hearing you say that it's like yeah you're right of course and maybe the that feeling is jacked up a little bit because I know that it's it's like not the it's not the way that Becca's mind works. You know, it's like, it's not the thing that she's naturally gravitating towards. Yeah. And so I feel guilt for yeah. my needs. Yeah. But then there's this other part of me that's like, well, yeah, but you, that's, that's what you need.
3: I think, yeah, I think that is the internal like quest for you. I would say is like, how much do you, you need that? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a really, that's a really tricky situation. Um, cause you can't force someone to be comfortable with something they're not comfortable with. And you can take things slow and hope that you're going to reach a place that feels good for both of you. Um,
0: yeah. And we're not, and we definitely aren't rushing into anything.
3: That's good. Um, cause we didn't either. And it was a very mm-hmm. slow and respectful process but i think you know that just being able to communicate that is that's a pretty big deal and to have your partner be able to hear that
2: yeah i
3: know that uh i mean i'm just like thinking about how you know much more complicated it would be if this was coming out of thin air with you and becca you know like you guys started a relationship in the midst of polyamory but if you had been together for a year and all of a sudden you were like, well, I don't know what to do because I really love you, but also I feel like I want to have sex with a bunch of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's, you know.
0: That's a, that's a whole other yeah pill that you got to swallow. Yeah. And we've heard of that. Lots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people writing in or, or even past guests. Yeah. I guess we do. We we have that on our side. Yeah. You know, it's not like the, it's not so much the the element of surprise that's kind of Throwing a wrench Hard to wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting, interesting little kind of journey, I guess.
3: We'll keep me posted for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. We should get back on. We should have her on. and
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like I, in the next little bit.
3: I kind of thought after, like if we did an episode <clears throat> today, we would talk about like kind of how the holidays worked and stuff like that with uh, the whole situation because that's been really confusing for me over hmm. the last Let's dive couple it. weeks. Let's go go uh, into well, it if you want. It's just like, it's, tar- it's tough because there's a- all these different families involved Yeah. and it's such a, like a family-oriented holiday and you've got some families that are okay with it or some members of some families that are okay with, you know, less traditional kind of relationship model and, you know, what do you do? Do you not Rock the boat and just go by yourself, leave your partners at home, or do you take one of them, or do you take two of them and say, Fuck it? i like I'm not gonna censor myself. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that I want to be around. and uh, and like, you know, we you and I have had Christmas traditions, or I feel like basically, I've been slowly trying to undo traditions that have been like maybe not imposed upon me but that I was kind of born into Mm. um, and or married into as well and like now it's like okay but now I'm starting to like zero in on the things that actually feel good uh, tradition wise and what doesn't like gifts always kind of weirded me out and I really felt that you know this year like how am I going to handle this because I have this new partner and Maybe he's a gift giver and I'm not and like then I'm gonna have to deal with my own discomfort about that whereas you and I have already had this like couple of years of history of of saying like let's not let's not do gifts if we're gonna do something let's make an experience happen let's mm-hmm. go do something together with a bunch of people that we love and I really that resonate with that um, but then you and Becca exchanging gifts I was like oh I went through this whole thing I was like well have I Am I just the Grinch in our relationship? And because I never, I wanted to undo that tradition and make this holiday something different. Was I like depriving you of something that you needed? And now you're going to find that in another relationship. And am I going to repeat the same behavior in my new relationship? Or am I going to like continue to be this like anti-gift giving I don't know if that makes me a Grinch, but, uh, and kind of, I don't know, like, I just, it just, there's a lot to think about, I guess, and a lot to, like, process over the last few weeks, <clears throat> and...
2: Uh,
0: How do you feel it worked out? Because, like, what happened was you and I went to PEI, just just you, just and, you and, I. and I. Yeah. We saw your family. Um, it was very brief. We were, like, in, partied, said hi, were out, and within, like, two days. Yeah. And then we came home and then we did the whole thing with my family, which is like a, a pretty every year. They're like big Christmas Eve party. Um, uh, Christmas Day is like a big thing with my sister and her kids and watching yeah. them open gifts and all that stuff. And when we did all of those things, it was me, you and Becca was there. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that feel for you? Like, was that was it weird?
3: It felt a little weird going home uh, and, you know, like my family would be the family that's like not super comfortable with the polyamorous setup. Yeah. Cop, some of them are. Some of them are cool. And some of them aren't. Yeah. And I have always operated in that family unit. Like I have a very extended family. You know, I have my older sister who was on the show. She's kind of, she's a part of a, my mom's family, but I was raised by my stepmother and my dad. And so that, that part of my family they're a little more old school a little more traditional i guess um and my coping mechanism and all that has always just been don't rock the boat like just try to not upset anybody mm-hmm. so it didn't even cross my mind as an option to go there altogether
0: and invite becca
3: and yeah, your and boyfriend Dad, and yeah um but i while i was there i was like well i definitely want to do this differently next time. Mm -hmm. And then with your family, it was good. It was really good. and You know, we had already had Thanksgiving together with your family and Becca. And um, the only thing that felt a little weird was that I've been trying for years to... Uh, get the studio owner here, the yoga studio owner, to let me teach a class on Christmas Day, because I love to practice on Christmas Day, and I recognize that, like, a lot of people, for a lot of people, this time of year is a very, like, um, reflective time of year, and there's, like, a lot of personal work and reflection going on, and and it's not an easy holiday for people for some for everybody. So I wanted to like create this space and hold this space for people who wanted to come in and like touch base with their yoga practice and I needed it too. And uh, I realized on Christmas Eve that I kind of shot myself in the foot because your sister was really disappointed that we weren't going to be there to open watch her kids open presents. Yeah. And at the Grinch that I am, I was like, well, I don't really mind missing that part of it cuz that's not the that's not the part for me that I really love. But I didn't really think about it disappointing your family. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, I kind of had to reconcile myself with that and be like, well, I was doing this thing and it came from a good place. And I, you know, I wasn't trying to be a Grinch or anything. But knowing that you and Becca were going to go there and watch the kids open presents, that was like, A little bit of a thing to wrap my head around.
2: Yeah,
0: and the reason I was originally going to go to yoga. Yeah, and so was Becca. Um, actually was like, and then I and then I was like, all right, well, I also realized, oh wait, this is my sister's disappointed now, Mm -hmm. and and it the big thing for my family is like let's let's make this Christmas like the most fucking badass Christmas for the kids. Like it's all for the. kids kids, you know like they put a lot of effort into like making it this super special day for these three young children Mm -hmm. and it's totally it's not like it's not my thing you know I'm more so let's all be together and and drink and eat food and be merry but to know that it's such a huge thing to like make those kids so happy Especially for my sister, you know, and, and, and my, my parents, they, they love it too. It was like, oh yeah, okay, I, I, like, I have to be a part of that. And then of course, when I'm in the middle of it, watching these kids open their fucking gifts, I'm going, man, this is so cool. Like, look how look how ex- like ecstatic, is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look how ecstatic this like little fucking toddler is, even though he doesn't know what the fuck he's opening. it's like, every gift is a whatever gift. Like if it if it, if it makes a noise and it beeps and it flashes and it's a truck, then he's fucking, it's like the, the, everything's the best thing in the world. And it, it really was i it, am I'm, I'm glad that I did end up going. I did try to convince, I was like, Becky, you need to go to yoga with Bridie. Cause she can't do that on, on her own. But she was just like, I like, I'm with you. I can't like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to yoga. I also do my stuff. And anyway, whatever. But I was, when they were opening the gifts and you weren't there, I was pretty, I was pretty sad at one point. I got like really sad that you weren't there. So I'm glad that we saved our gifts. Yeah. This is the fucking worst episode of Turn Me On ever.
3: Why would you say that? You can take out the whole first (laughs) Because this is is just
0: a bunch of garbage that people don't want to fucking hear. I don't know. I, I feel weird when we talk super in depth about our own personal life. I don't know. I mean. When it's not like silly shit.
3: Yeah. Maybe and I'm always, wrong. Maybe people are fucking so loving much, it. There's only so much clickbait on the internet. Yeah,
0: maybe people love it. I don't know. But anyway, I I think for, this is what I'm going to say. For next Christmas, mm-hmm. yeah. you and I, why don't we why don't we come up with the ideal perfect Christmas for us, but that also makes everybody else feel pretty happy too.
3: Yeah. I think there's
0: a way to do it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think there I is. I think so too. I mean, it's going to be stretching it out over a much longer period of time. For sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors.
3: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
2: Well,
0: all right. Let's get to the brain boner. Right, Enough of our our uh, personal lives. Okay. And what's making us sad? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Jesus it's Christ! It's Boxing Day. It's the come down day from all that sugar. Okay. So this email. This email is uh, from a Guilin. Perfect. I'm a 20-something Ghislaine, and I want to say that I love your podcast. I've listened to every episode and really appreciate the wide range of topics you cover. I actually decided that I want to go back to school to become a sex therapist, and Turn Me On was a huge influence in that decision. Whoa. That's
0: awesome. That's fucking cool babe we're changing
3: lives (laughs) that said i was hoping you could help me out i have a bit of a complicated situation brain boner alert and i'm curious to know your thoughts i'm sorry if this is long-winded and even if you don't get a chance to discuss this on the podcast just typing this out has been very helpful in itself here we go i'm currently dating a man who i love very much we met several years ago dated briefly and then broke up and lost contact We reconnected about two years ago and started dating again, and I even moved across the country to live with him. We have a great relationship, good sexual chemistry, and a very happy partnership. Without much close family, I appreciate the support and intimacy he gives me, and I truly think we bring out the best in each other. Sounds good. However... This man, like most people, has a tragic flaw. He is a serial cheater and has yet to have a successfully monogamous relationship. He's never had a full-blown affair, aka developing feelings for someone else or seeing them regularly going on dates. But in every relationship, including ours a few years ago, he's slept with one or more other women, almost always while intoxicated. This is something I knew going into the relationship, and it's not something he's proud of. We've talked at length about it, and he says he wants to change his habits. From what I understand, his cheating is purely sexual and has nothing to do with how much he loves his partner. Bridie, he actually reminds me a lot of how you describe yourself, like how you were never successful with with monogamy. Perhaps I'm Mm. empathetic to a fault, but I see the humanity in his actions, believe his regret, and don't think he's a bad guy. Going into this relationship a second time, I was confident in our communication skills and maturity that we could have a successful monogamous relationship. But when I went out of town for a weekend over the summer, he made out with a coworker. Granted, they didn't have sex, which is sadly impressive, and we worked through it with a lot of tears and talking, and I even got him to attend a therapy session. Now, I tend to be a really open-minded person. Listening to your podcast, reading Esther Perel, and talking with friends, I've become more interested in the idea of ethical non-monogamy. I'm learning a lot about the difference between love and sex, and what each mean to me. While other sexual partners is not something I necessarily crave, I can totally see the benefits of it. For example, I would love to have sex with somebody who's more into oral sex and certain kinks than my boyfriend is, and I know he would like to have anal sex, which is a hard boundary for me, and I feel like as long as we love and respect each other, stay safe and follow boundaries we set for our relationship, there shouldn't be any problem with adding new sexual partners into our arrangement, and ideally, he would be able to satisfy whatever sexual urges he has in a way that doesn't count as cheating, sparing my heartbreak. However, and this is where your advice comes in, I brought up the idea of being monogamish to him, and he seems totally uninterested. He insists that he's not interested in sleeping with anybody else right now, but that if he feels those urges, he would let me know. We then started talking about group sex and have been texting with a couple we met online about a foursome slash full swap, which we both think is exciting, but he's still not making much effort, and we still have no plans to meet up with them, even after a month of talking. I just don't know what to do. I'm trying hard to be empathetic to his needs, to work on our relationship in a way that benefits us both. I've sacrificed a lot to to be with him, and I refuse to let something stupid like drunk sex break us up. But at the same time, I don't want to push the idea of being open because I don't want him to think that I'm unsatisfied being only with him. How can I show him I'm open to us being with new partners without implying that I don't love and enjoy the sex we have together?" additionally i'm consumed with anxiety especially whenever one of us is out of town or if he's out drinking without me i've even been tempted to snoop through his phone a few times which is not something i'm proud of but i'm just so terrified of him ruining all we've worked for you both talk about handling jealousy and nervousness within your own relationship so perhaps opening up the relationship wouldn't even calm my nerves i'm desperate to make this relationship work I guess I don't even have a specific question, but any advice or general thoughts you have would be greatly appreciated. Regardless of whether you address us on the podcast, thank you for being amazing influences in my life, and give Big B a nice post-surgery hug from me. P.S. Jeremy, where is that playlist on Spotify? Lots of love, Keelan.
0: Oh shit! I definitely got to put it up now. That's a tough. That's a toughie. I don't know. <sighs> you know, like the 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 funny thing about the about opening things up and seeing other people um, and uh, a partner within that situation feeling like they are not enough is I think uh, I think super common Um, it's definitely something that's come up in conversation with with Becca and I and uh, that's like that is so far from the reality. Right. Like not nine times out of 10. Like that's not what it's about. Yeah. Um, this and, is and different.
3: Sh- this is like, okay, well, I mean, there's a couple of things happening here. I would say like she, she seems to be saying that she doesn't trust him.
0: And, which is a huge issue.
3: Which is m- the biggest issue. Huge. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't sound like she has any reason to trust him. He says he's not interested in being monogamish, but he's doing it anyway, just without the consent of his partner.
0: Yeah, which is a a major red flag. Yeah. However, also, just keep in mind that she sees him as a good guy, doesn't want to like, wants to make this work. Right. Wants to make this work. And so by trying to open things up or at least like allude to the idea of maybe we should like allow ourselves to be sexually open with other people it gives gives that that at least gives the two of them a place where they can exist in their relationship where if he decides, hey, I want to go home and fuck this coworker tonight, then he can do that in a way that's not going to hurt and if and if she decides, hey, you know what? I know that Bruce down the road gives fucking ten out of ten head, Yeah. and I want that tonight. Yeah, because my boyfriend is asleep.
2: Yeah,
0: and not going to do it. Then she can go do that without anyone getting hurt. Um, you know, I like I I think it's I think the fact that she loves this person and and wants to stay with them so much that she's willing to see the needs that he has and try to like go, all right, I'm going to step up and put this forward. Yeah. is pretty, it's pretty fucking rad. However, huge issue. Yeah. Considering that he's not recognizing it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I'm, you know, I don't want to say this guy's a POS. Yeah. But that's a bit of a POS move. If you're, you're going, no, I have no interest in doing this yet just know that you're with a serial cheater
3: yeah it's not about you say i i refuse to let something stupid like drunk sex break us up but it's not about drunk sex it's about him not is not not getting your consent to have drunk sex with somebody else yeah and that is not just about that's not just like a physical affair that's a direct direct like disrespectful move
0: yeah just straight disrespect but do you do you think that there's like okay so considering that, do yeah. you, Bridie, think that there is space or room for for Ghislaine here to um, put this on the table the way that she wants to and in a way that might, like, shine a light on the situation of, like, opening things up a bit differently than the way he's he might be seeing it right now?
3: Well, she does say that there... They've been pursuing this couple that they yeah. met online and that even after a month of talking, they haven't met yet. <laughs> now, this was this was almost two weeks ago that you said that. So maybe you have met up. But I w- even if he's like not putting the effort in to make it happen, I would say go for it. If you, if it's interesting to you, you said it excites both of you. Then you take the lead on that, make it happen, and introduce something new to the conversation. It's like we see we mm. enjoyed that; it was consensual. Um, ideally, all of this is going to be enjoyable and consensual, and and then maybe take the conversation from there. But you know, I just when I read that, he insists that he's not interested in sleeping with anybody else right now, but that if he feels those urges, he would let you know.
0: Yeah, well, he's not going to let you know. Yeah, I don't. He's going to get drunk. So. He's going to get drunk, and the whole this whole thing is that this is what he does. He's a, he does this serially, 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 serially.
3: Serially. I think there's a couple more L's. Serially. Yeah. Um.
0: I feel like the. I feel like, um, the fact that it's this like known thing. And, and I don't fucking know these people. Yeah. Just take all this with a grain of salt. But the fact that it's a known thing, like oh, this is what like this is what Jeff does. This is yeah. Jeff's thing. Um, sort of gives him this like leeway to go.
3: That's my thing. Hey, that's
0: my thing. And it, I fucking got I forgiven did it again. Oops. I did it again. Oops. Yep. Well, you know. Yeah. Which not okay.
3: It's not okay. Not okay. And, and when you likened it to me and my feeling of it is just like. Yeah, I, he he, he right, he's like that ain't me. <laughs> it's it's not me, but I, you know, I took steps with with Jeremy to not put myself in that position again, to not mm-hmm. allow those kinds of things to happen again because I was worried about doing that to my partner again. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel good for me and I'm sure it doesn't feel good for him when he does it and the guilt and all and the shame and all of that. That's all very real and whatever, but if I, you know, if I said this to my partner, like, I want to work on that. I don't want this to be a part of my ongoing behavior. And I I'm, I need, you know, I need you to trust me, which I'm assuming he wants you to do. Then I think it's fair to say, okay, well, well, in order for this to be a trusting situation, I need to be really honest about the fact that from time to time, I sleep with other people, and so how? What? What boundaries can we put ahead of it? Mm. The situation this time, so that this isn't doesn't come unexpectedly. This doesn't come hurtfully. It's surrounded with communication and love, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That that the onus is on on him. I would say to do that. But if he's not doing that, then I think he's living in denial.
0: What do you think? What do you think she should do if he's just straight up like nah? not into it.
3: I think you're in a risky position because like I'm not an expert obviously. Not not that you have to be an expert to answer a question like this, but I feel like I feel like really another red red flag is saying that you've sacrificed a lot for this relationship yeah. and you've put, you know, you moved across the country and you're reliant on him in a way you find his his uh intimacy and company really important because you have no family and or you know, you have no family out there. You might—I don't know. It just doesn't. It just sounds like a little like setting you're yourself
2: up for dependent
3: hurt. on somebody who you don't, you don't even trust not to hurt you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: because you're going through his phone. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't be do going that. through people's phones ever. No. That is, that is like the. That's never good. No, if you find something you're gonna like. Then you have to own up to also being a piece of shit. Yeah, that's forever. right. But uh yeah, I'm sorry. That's a tough situation that you're in.
0: Have you ever gone through my phone?
3: I don't think so. No. Maybe maybe ages ago. Yeah. I don't even think so though. Cause the- I I'm trying to remember the last like woman that I would have been nervous about you.
0: Who would that have with. been? Would that have been anyone?
3: Yeah, I think there's maybe a couple people I could think of from really? like eight years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it does
0: it does it rhyme with uh does it rhyme with um what does it rhyme with?
3: It, it rhymes with uh malice. <laughs> I was just gonna say malice. Uh it also it there also. If you're also, listening
0: out there, we love you. Yeah. We it also love you.
3: it also there's another person too, uh but that that was just around the same time and not in, at all in the same way um named rhyming with uh <laughs> uh, uh uh oh god what rhymes with that chara
0: chara mm-hmm. who the fuck is that
3: she was, she was a roommate of yours that so she lived upstairs
0: Oh my God, that's so funny because...
3: Because of the one night we were out together and I took too much E and you guys were grinding. Yeah, up we're just, we were just
0: out on a bunch of fucking Molly yeah. and we were dancing. And what's funny is when you told me that, I was like, ew, what?
3: Yeah. No. I don't know. She's a babe.
0: She's totally a babe, but not not my type. Yeah, at all.
3: Not even eight years ago?
0: No. Yeah, no. Even still today, I think about that that's and I go, funny. that is so crazy. Yeah. That bridey thought that that, that there was something there.
3: That I, that wouldn't have. Uh, I was just really high on E that night, so I was very like. Yeah. Pa- I got very paranoid.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, but I wouldn't have looked through your phone for something like that.
0: Right. And... Well, um, Len, I hope I hope you you figure something out there because uh, it it it's not an ideal situation right now. No. But I think there is room for there for it to become something that is quite just a
3: lot, a lot more of, talking a
0: lot of talking yeah a lot of talking and a lot of and you know what a lot of like maybe a lot of of mutual research yeah between you and your partner and like again I, time and time and time again it comes back to the fact that like man when I sat down as a as a as a the guy in this relationship between you and I Bridie when I sat down and read se- Christopher Ryan's sex at dawn yeah I was just like whoa, man, I'm starting to see the world differently. Yeah. I'm starting to like, I'm starting to react to things differently. Yeah. And you, maybe I'm a, just a very impressionable person. I don't f- think so. However, resources like that, I think, can can do quite a bit f- in terms of changing the way the, your worldview and just, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um fuck this was way longer than I thought we were going to do <laughs> this happens every time
3: yeah happy Christmas everybody merry all Merry holidays your, all your holidays may your new years be bright yeah and um um don't forget to yeah
0: I guess we won't be hearing we won't be hearing from you until the new year
3: 2018
0: 2018 uh, my birthday year. is going to be uh, January 5th just in case anybody is curious if you're in Halifax and you want to Partay. you want a partay? It's going to parte? it's gonna be my 30th birthday it's like the biggest i probably won't live to 40 so this is will be this might be my last like decade decade birthday yeah so uh if you want to come out i think we're just gonna we're probably gonna go out to good robot and have a couple beers and anybody and everybody's welcome to come out and give a high five and a we'll little chat
3: <laughs> yeah you know yeah
0: no know, tongue kissing. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not if Roddy and Becker are there.
3: <laughs> all right. Talk to you guys soon.
0: Uh, so, yep. Yeah, and until next week.
3: Go fuck yourself.
0: Until 2018.
3: Go fuck yourself all the way to next year. <laughs>